Good morning, folks. How are you all keeping? Oh, it's just about morning. It's nearly 12 o'clock. So uh, today I want to talk about training. Why do you train and training for life? And uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is because recently I've introduced boxing um, to the sort of programming in in the in the gym. The reason I introduced boxing is because one, it's good for fitness. Two, um, 20 years experience in MMA, coaching it and fighting it. I know what I'm talking about there. I know how to do it. And three, in today's COVID living world, it's unbelievable for reducing stress and getting rid of all that stress and anxiety, just hitting the bags. So it works brilliantly. But the problem is most people have a predetermined idea of what they're going to do when it comes to training. Most people want to join a gym. If you join a CrossFit gym, you know what you're getting. If you join a powerlifting gym, you know what you're getting. If you join an MMA gym, you know what you're getting. If you join a generic gym like Primal, where it's like just some kettlebells, barbells, stuff like that, you're probably not thinking along the lines of you're going to be doing boxing, you're going to be doing MMA, grappling, and stuff like that. And then when you, you're exposed to that, it uh, and you're sort of pushed into that position of trying it, 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 it's intimidating. It's uh, for a lot of men and women. It's um, especially guys in their forties and who have maybe out of shape and have never been in a fight before, never got punched in the face before. Putting on boxing gloves, hitting bag, hitting pads, or having someone sort of taking the pads, it can be um, overwhelming almost. You know, it's something that I've noticed. A lot of people become very intimidated by boxing or MMA because of the coordination required and um, because of the. Maybe the culture that surrounds it, you know, getting punched in the face, getting hurt, injuries, the toughness behind it. It brings a lot of self-doubt into people. And then you've got the coordination element of things, the timing things. And all this can sort of make people, um, it can overwhelm them and, and, and push them into a position where they don't want to be. But one of Primal's, one, the, the one ethos that I've got at Primal is, and I've had it all my life, is it's better to have something and not need it than need something and not have it. You know, one of the one of the things that I say all men should be able to do, and women, I suppose, is um experience a punch in the face. You've got everyone in the world, I think, should take a punch, should at one point have a punch in the face, a proper punch in the face. Because what you're going to realize is if it doesn't knock you out, um that the, the fear of getting punched is so much greater than the actual event of being punched. Once you've once you've got once you've got hit, once you've experienced a punch, yeah, it'll sting, it hurts. And it's not enjoyable. No one actually, not many people run out to want to get hit in the face. But once you get over that initial, the white flash and the big thump and the sort of cracking noise, it's it's done. And you realize, well, I didn't like it, but it wasn't that bad. And it's always this fear of what we of what the possibilities could be to see the whole many people back. But like I said, the people where the gym, the the industry today, it's pushing competition. As a, and listen, competition is fine and very competitive. I think it's great. But for the vast, vast majority of people in the world, they're never going to train to compete in something. Maybe the, the, the most most people will have like five aside. That's going to be the most competitive thing they're ever going to do. You know, it's ne they're never going to like have to lift weights and get PRs named to get PRs all the time. But that's what the industry is sort of pushing. You know, it's like how, if you're CrossFit, how fast can you do from? If you're powerlifting, what's your what's your total numbers for your three lifts? It's always competition. You compare it against other people, and that that message on Instagram, that message on Facebook, has sort of leached its way into the fitness industry today. 
So you've got normal people. And listen, I'm guilty about it. I do it all the time. And I do think it's good markers. But, you know, people want to know, are they getting stronger? People want to be able to put on Facebook, you know, their their PR, what their, their video of them doing their most ever lifting. It's, it's good ego boost. It's, it makes them feel better about themselves. But ultimately, does it improve their life? Does If you can lift 200 kilo and you lift 205 kilo, how is that going to improve your life? You know, and I think so many people, so many like the my market is men and women around about 40 and over. Okay. The average Joe, the average guy, he's a dad, there's a wife, mum, they've got a husband, they've got a belly, they're not happy with how they look and feel. They're just they know deep down themselves they must do something. And I've tried to build a culture in Primal where it's about crack, it's about community, it's about the banter, and it's about obviously getting fit and getting strong. But it's it's my attempt is to try to remove this this need to compare yourself, your compare your own abilities to other people's, and I think well I think I'm succeeding in that. But I think for me it's crucial to when you're when you're training you should be going in with a mindset like this. And this is my opinion. Everyone's gonna have different opinions, and that's fine. It makes the world the world. But I believe that the only competition you should be really looking at is yourself. And if you've if you've got yourself in a position where you're not good at something and you're looking at other people and you're thinking, fuck, they're much better than me. Well, then what are you going to do? What can you do to start improving that? Because a lot of people hide away from that. They they avoid doing what they need to do. Hands up who's in their 40s and doesn't do any mobility. Me. Hands up who's in their 40s should probably do yoga and Pilates and mobility more often than the lifting weights because it moves bigger, bigger impression in their life. Me, and I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of men and women exactly the same. But why do we not do it? Because we're no good at it. Because it it exposes our weaknesses, our insecurities, and we it, it it challenges us to do things that we're not comfortable with. And the reason we don't like doing it is because we know we're not good at it. And you'd rather be spending your time doing the stuff you're good at because it makes you feel better. It makes you feel you've achieved something. And I did notice this with the boxing because what I've got to remember is. My first, from when did I start doing MMA? Late 99, early 2000, started BJJ. Um, I remember, like, that's all I've sort of been exposed to, MMA fighters, coaches. And in my head, my perception of the world, in my experiences, that was everyone. That's just everyone knows how to throw a punch. Everyone knows how to do knees. Everyone knows how to do these complex fan arm bars and control people on the ground and do all these different techniques to submit people, but I've grown up in that environment all my life. So that is what I sort of expect everyone. And even when I was doing the door, when I was like about to fight some drunk fellow, in my head, he was going to be an MMA fighter because that's all I ever fought. And then you fight the guy and you're like, Jesus Christ, they're terrible. And then I came to Primal. And I can remember the first time I introduced MMA sort of style training into the program. And I'd done something very basic. It was like a jab, cross, hook clenched knee knee spinning an arm bar or something it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal but I looked around and I seen rabbit and headlight eyes from all the men <laughs> these are guys they're my age we bit older maybe we be younger and we're in my age but they'd never they'd never um been exposed to this didn't it? in their life they'd never had to do this and it was like you could see uh the the fear in their eyes because for men especially let's be sexist here, you know, like if we go back to evolutionary terms, I know some people won't like this, but the reality was men done the providing and protecting 
Like they went out and hunted the food. They went out and uh, if, if the lion came into the cave, they were the ones with their spears to go out and kill. The women, they they mostly um, foraged for the food, looked after the kids, nurtured the kids, you know. And that was, that was a, it worked because we're here, we're evolved like 10,000, 12,000 years later, we're, we're here. So there's some sort of semblance in life. But the, the fact that men have this idea that we should be able to fight, and to be honest, we should. Um, everyone should know how to throw a punch. Everyone should take a punch. But when, you, when you've got a world that's so comfortable and the only people that are ever going to fight are those who actually actively go out to learn it, when, when, you, when you put the average guy in a position where they're about to have their manliness tested in front of other men, it's very, very intimidating. It's off-putting for them because it's, it's going to expose, in their heads especially, it's going to expose their own flaws, their own weaknesses. And I noticed this with the boxing, and I noticed like people became very, very paranoid I'm very self-conscious about the fact they they couldn't coordinate the rotation of the hip and the foot with the, uh, the time of the punch. They they couldn't get their steps right. They could, their 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 hands going back to their jaw every time instead of coming down here or coming down here all the time. And you can see all these these like you know insecurities coming. Now they they've eventually turned into workout and they end the session turned to workout and they enjoy it. And they kill. They get the good the cardio set they want. But <clears throat> it showed me that you know. The, the resistance towards learning new skills for fear of looking bad at yourself is, is overpowering for most people. And when you consider it rationally, take the emotions, take the fears out of it. When you when you act like that and when you react like that, you're you're basically condemning yourself to a life of never learning these skills. The fear of looking foolish for a while while learning new skills is overpowering. And I always use the example, like, we're all adults here, right? So that means we're at one point we were all newborn children. So we, we had to go through a process where we were completely helpless. Then we started moving our necks and our arms all started moving, our legs started moving. We started coordinating that. We found our feet and we brought our feet to our hands and our hands to our feet. And we started moving these. And then we learned how to roll as the core stability started happening. We learned to roll. Then we got on their tummy, tummy time. Any parent knows that kids hit tummy time because they're back to being helpless. They don't have the strength in their shoulders to push up. But then eventually they get it and start pushing up and their head turns. And then they go to that rocking position where their bum's going back and forth. Then they start crawling and then they crawl over to like something like a support, like a T and they crawl up it and they stand and they lose their balance. And they fall. And then they get back up and then slowly further they get, they stand up again and they can stand up tall and they, they're losing their balance and they take their first step. And this process happens so over two to three years. We go from completely helpless to being able to run, play, jump and climb and hang off things. But that took two to three years. But at no point, because we can all walk, that means that at no point did we decide when we fell for the first time as a nine-month-old, ten-month-old, whatever it was, you started walking. You didn't decide, fuck it, I can't do this. I'm not going to bother trying anymore. We kept going. We kept going over. And the, 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 the human inside us, the evolutionary drive to become that human being walking and to unpet it um, we got bipedal steps. That's that's what pushed us towards it. We didn't we didn't worry about what other people thought. And that worry, and that's what shows you that every one of us has the ability to learn a very, very complex skill if we if we dedicate ourselves and we put the time in to learn these skills. But as we get older, we become more aware of our surroundings. The experiences we have, I say this all the time, our experiences that we have, the people we hang about with, what we listen to, what we hear, what we see, it forms our opinion of the world. And if that opinion 
is tainted or it's challenged and we don't like it, we find excuses not to do it. If it makes us feel uncomfortable, it makes us feel embarrassed, we avoid it. And this starts leaching into our life. And, it, and I've noticed this so much with adults. Adults become more fearful than children. And in fact, if you ever look at, <laughs> I am guilty of this, I'm sure every parent is, but like my my four-year-old and my seven-year-old, they, and, and actually Gail's too as well, they, they, they want to explore, they want to climb trees. They, they're wanting to like challenge themselves. And it's us parents. No, 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 don't do that. No, stop doing that. No, get you down, be careful. We're always thinking, we're always projecting our own fears onto our children before they've even done it. And that's putting into their own heads. This is dangerous. This is this is, we we can't we I must be able to do this. My father, my mother doesn't trust me. They don't believe in me. And that's where it starts, in my opinion. This is where it starts from. Our fears as adults from our own experiences are cast upon our own children. And that leads us into our life. That leads us into everything we do in life. And that prevents us from becoming the the potential parent, the potential person we could be as an as an adult. Or sorry, it prevents our children from becoming the potential adult they could be. And we've got to look at that. You know, what why are we fearful of learning new skills? What what harm is there in making a bit of a fool of yourself? Like you can choose, like I like anyone who knows me has seen my backflip video. For anyone who doesn't, background was I done a backflip. Um, it was filmed, didn't do a backflip, and landed straight on my back. And uh, I got up and burst out laughing at it because ultimately I fucked up massively. I'd done a backflip for the first time in my life the night beforehand. Told this guy who's who was training, I was a fighter, my Jim Dickey Dalton, I could do it. And he said, Go do it. And he recorded it. And I made a plonker himself. I think I might actually video somewhere on my, on my feed here. But, um, I, I made a dick of myself that night. But do you know what? I could have walked away from it and said never do it. But I didn't. I'm just that tenacious type bastard that just goes, fuck it, I'm going to keep going. And I kept going back to gymnastics. And I kept, until I couldn't nail it. And then I was doing it for ages. And then I remember I was challenged there a few, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was challenged to do it again. I fucking did. I hadn't done it in two years. I went back to Carrie, who taught me how to do the backflip and salto. She's an NLX. And um, she, she taught me again. And I went in and done it again. So, but that's a new skill. That's a skill that I learned, and it took the challenges. But it made me it made me better. It helped me with spatial awareness. It helped me understand my body more, and ultimately, it benefited me. And it's the same with everyone who does who does type of training. Like you know, you, you for most people, it's better. Like I, my mantra: it's better to have something that need it than need it not have it. It's better to know how to punch someone and never have to punch someone than have to punch something and know not how to do it. It's better to know that you can take a punch than always have the fear of if you get into a fight, can I take a punch? It's better to know you've got the strength to move objects than to suddenly find yourself needing to move an object and not have that strength. It's better to have the cardio to outrun a dog or fucking run away from someone or chase after something you need to catch than in the middle of doing it realizing, fuck, I can't do this. But to be able to do these things, it takes commitment. It takes challenges. It takes, it takes you to step up and accept that you're not going to be good at something in the in the beginning, but that understand that repetition, repetition, repetition is going to improve that. Now, and everyone's everyone always says practice makes perfect. No, it doesn't. I love this saying: practice makes permanent. If you practice technique bad, you're going to just be really bad. You're really good at doing something really bad. The more you practice something, whether it be correct or wrong, you're going to get better at doing it that way. Perfect practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes permanent. 
So you need to practice these things and you need to accept that you're going to get things a lot, in the beginning especially, you're going to do a lot worse than you will better. And if you're looking at people who've been training a lot longer than you and you're wondering why you can't do it, time. That's simple as that. When you look at like, I'm not the biggest fan, but you look at someone like McGregor or one of those, one of the fighters that we all know about, they did not walk into a gym one day and just walk into the UFC, go, I'm going to the UFC and start fighting the UFC. Didn't happen like that. They had to get their balls knocked in over and over and over again. They had to get beat continually. They had to get people who were better than them on top of them, beating the shit out of them, putting them under pressure until they became comfortable with that pressure, until they, until they no longer thought about, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. And they just, their body started responding. And that's what MMA is. And that's what like martial arts is. It's about learning to cope in a stressed situation. And it crosses over to everything in life. If, you, if you've got the confidence that you can handle yourself, if you've got the confidence to know that if you're in a situation, you've got the strength to get out of it, you've got the ability to fight to move out of it, and you've got the ability to run away from it, well, then there's not much you can't handle. And there's, and there's, there's a lot of confidence to be found in these abilities. So what I would say to guys, guys and girls in their 40s, 30, 38, 39, 40, beyond, stop pigeonholing yourself into this idea that you're too old for that that you know training involves this and all go and do the things that makes you happy like i, I said as i said the things like what you got to remember is when it comes to training you got to do the basics do the basics well do them do them often do them well practice makes permanent then you got to make sure you're pushing your ceiling of abilities you know, if you're comfortable doing something and you just keep on repeating it, you're not really growing. There's no growth there. You stagnate. And you know what happens when things stagnate? They die. So you, you want to always push your abilities and, and and push that ceiling of ability that one wee step further, one wee step further. And then lastly, have learn new skills and have fun. You know, if you enjoy dancing, you're shit dancing. Fucking dance. Who cares and else thinks? Ultimately, they're not going to think of you in fucking 15 minutes after they watch you laugh, have a laugh at your shit dancing. But you will walk away from that enjoying it. And you will walk away having a, a like, your energy will be lifted. Your your mindset will be different. You'll be in a different place um, mentally. So why would you deprive yourself of this out of fear of what other people think? You know, forget about what us, what us fitness experts in the industry tell you to do. And just go and do, learn new skills and have fucking fun. The fun is... Training should be fun. Life should be fun. But life at the moment is so fucking shit that people are so down. And, and the energy of everyone so far has been pushed to, to the gutter. And I can see it. You can sense it through everyone. Like, training is a way to forget about that. It's 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 a it's a time for you to give yourself permission to just be you, to forget about COVID, forget about the kids, forget about the stress of the business and not working, forget about the fucking boss of the wanker or you're going back to work, the job you hate. It gives you an hour to just be that person you were before all that stress and do the things that we've done naturally as children that made it, that made life fun again. I'm seeing when people start to understand this, your life improves so much better. Anyway, I'm away again. So I'll speak to you all tomorrow, hopefully, and have a good day, everyone.